It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah! How about that, Slee? We made it through another week. Getting ready for a very exciting weekend. We've got Clippers and Lakers. We've got the Rams trying to snap a streak. We've got a lot going on right now. I'm pretty excited. So happy to be here with my family. <laughs> yeah. Did you take the a whole job show. in Louisiana? Do the whole thing. Do me a favor. <laughs> the whole show, I want a Louisiana accent today. <laughs> well, that's perfectly normal, right? When you when you move to a new place and you've been there eight minutes, oh, it's too good. you very quickly develop the dialect and the uh, cadence of the locals. What did the- you say when we were talking about the Crypto.com arena? You crypto. said, if you're going to pay me $700 million, you could call me whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Apparently, it's less. It's 95 Yeah, Brian, <laughs> Kelly, Brian Kelly's on the same track. Do you want me to talk in a Southern accent? No problem. What do you want? What do you want? He's probably been watching The Water Boy on a loop for the last uh, several weeks. Just it's like, I got it. Get, getting ready. I got it down. That's Brian Kelly's uh, press uh, conference last year. Not press conference. His pep rally at the uh, basketball game. What a, what a weird thing that was awesome. to do. It was no, fantastic. That was awesome. That was I, great. I, I I mean, you want to talk about getting – you're just trying to get your school a little publicity. You know, LSU is a small school. They're not very well known. They play in a small college football conference called the SEC. So you got to – you know, sometimes you got to shake things up a little bit. Hey, why not? Why not? I, I do like it too that when he did that, there was like an instant, you know, tsunami of here's another reason why everyone hates Brian Kelly. It was it was just fantastic. Just a, a, just an endless list of here added to the list of reasons that this is a hateable guy. It was very very funny. I, I hope think. you add to your repertoire the Brian Kelly accent at some point. I will. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't like do I it said, and I, not I, not right out the gate. Just you know <laughs> however you feel. It could be a month from now if you I, want. I'm not a jukebox. You can't just drop a quarter in me and expect me to, to produce a voice. Like like Jorge, for instance, right? We all know Jorge. He's been leaning on me to do the Messi because uh-huh. he uh, Messi won the player of the year. It's the uh, – I forget what it is. The uh, Something, Ballon d'Or, some, something like that. I, I, forgive I think that's me, the my, one. My yeah. terrible Spanish pronunciation, but he's like, "You got to do it. You got to do it." Ireland keeps texting me saying, "Hey, you got to do the messy voice." So we, we play it on the Laker game all the time. And like the it, like we talked about yesterday, the more you lean on me to do mm. it, the less likely I am. Right? See that that you don't ask for it means that I'm more likely to. So do here's it to my you. question too: What? Why does that? You know, we are doing this, and I have not. I did not get a chance to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, go, go Tigers! <laughs> That's not bad. I did not get a chance to watch. Uh, you know, I didn't start uh, Game of Thrones yesterday in season oh, seven. Right. Season seven, episode four. That didn't happen. But with that being said, well, I, I know why. But go ahead. Why? <laughs> my question to you is: Why do you, when somebody really tries to push you to do something, why does that kind of take you further know. away? I don't know, but it does. I, I can't. I don't have like some I trauma in funny. my childhood that that happened where somebody made me do something that I didn't want to do. But somebody like really asked, "Hey, Al, can you?" I mean, I'd really appreciate if you can do whatever A, B, C, or D. Or hey, would you really watch this? I think you're really gonna like it. No. I would genuinely be like, you know what? Let me, let me give this thing a shot. I love how you're like, yeah, not watching it. No. Yeah, not watching it now. No, I don't like that. 
Yeah, but you haven't seen it. Yeah, but the fact that you do like it makes me – I have a buddy who Draws said, me away from it. There's a, there's a place here in town that is very popular that I've never been to because I don't mm-hmm. like to go because everybody keeps telling me I need to go. So I've, I've in literally – In your neck of the woods? It's five minutes from my house. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, it's always crowded. It looks very, very popular. But and my, my, buddy, my buddy Brad said, you know, Travis is the only guy that denies himself pleasure to make a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's, it's pretty true. But I think I just, actually I don't you get pleasure out of that. I that is the I pleasure. I like the I like the zig when everyone else is zagging. I, I do like is, that a lot. Is the way. it um is it a place you're talking about five minutes? Is it Congo Room? <laughs> no, it's not. It's the not Congo, Congo Room. See, I don't go to the Congo Room for the simple reason that that's not for me. It's loud. It's 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 there's it's very crowded. Like those those are not my jams. That's not my. I can deal. see you there. I see yeah. you just kind of right in the middle of it. Strobe lights <laughs> everywhere. You have your whistle. Never on the night <laughs> glow show. stick. Remember, Don't forget never, the glow stick. <laughs> why in the night show? Every time we talked about anything that had anything to do with a club, you would say glow stick. Did you do whistle or did I bring whistle? I no, think whistles you were whistle. and glow stick. Whistles and whistles and glow sticks. I don't know. I just, just because because I don't ever want to go to a place like that. Mm-hmm. That's just the worst version of a club to me. Is super loud. Super crowded with whistles and glow sticks and Does everyone that guy on have drugs. A whistle in that's, his mouth? that's the worst part. Yes, that's Travis. Just Travis has whirr, a whistle in his mouth. And swinging that glow stick over their head. Like I just looking like a helicopter in the corner of the room. It's not for me. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Don't forget, as always, in particular on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can participate in Ask Slee on the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with fansville by dr pepper the one fans deserve so you got uh you got to work tonight but you have a weekend off we i mean have you, weekend, have, you, buddy. have you come you to your conclusion weekend. we got some good suggestions i gave you a good suggestion my mother offered you a su- uh, suggestion right. have you That's figured right. it out yet i think i uh i think i got it figured out i'm gonna do uh so tomorrow i'm I, I still have to figure out one aspect of tomorrow. San Diego State, you know, that's that's my alum right there. Go ask. They're playing at the Dignity Health. Uh, wow. And they got a chance. Is it the conference to go, championship game? Right. It's conference championship. They oh, got you a gotta chance go. to go twelve and one on the year. You know, that's never happened in school history. So, and I, I like the game time. It's it's at noon, which is even better in my Perfect. opinion. Kind of get out there. Um, Who do they play? Um, they got Utah State. So okay. if you lose to Utah State, you know we got some issues there. So I'm I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna be going out to that. But then I gotta go. You know Comic Con is this weekend? Uh, I did not. No. Okay. Is so it Comic-Con in San Diego or is it in L. A. Up here in L. A. Okay. Comic Con is here, and our boys, our people at uh, Stat Hero, are doing a. They're doing like a, an, an event with some of the original cast members of the Sandlot. Awesome. Okay? So they're doing this uh, this event, but I don't think it starts at like five five thirty. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to like, uh, I'm trying to maneuver here. Can I do Dignity Health, San Diego State, and then work it up to the convention center? And then Sunday, I'm not doing anything. I'm, so I'm not doing anything. Are you a Sandlot guy? Sandlot is one of my okay. favorite movies. Just a that, classic. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite guy of all the crew of ball players on the Sandlot? Who's your guy? Um. There's a couple. What and I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. Who's the dude with his, with the glasses Squint. that fakes squint? Yeah, fakes the not uh, squint. See, here we go again. It's not squint. It's squints. Not squints. much, much like it's not a ca- a cap. It's just cap. You, 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 you do this thing squid like games. You said, what, you're right. Squid games is a good one. It's squid game. And what was it? Was it cliche, Emily? That he pronounced? Yeah, it was cliche. Cliche. Bit of cliche. That, yeah. So, so definitely squint. squint. Squint is my best, my favorite. <laughs> That's the right answer. 
That's the squints is the right answer because the little scam he ran on Wendy Peppercorn Bro, to get help. to get her to fish him out of the water. That was awesome. Uh, that that's that's a classic scene. But a lot of these guys, like a lot of them, are you know they all had their moments in that old school Sandlot movie. Um, but I I don't know what it was about him. He's just comical to me. And then even the part where. You know, he goes to go see the lifeguard again. He's looking at her through the fence, and she waves at him, and he's like, right. I did it. He did, well, they ended up getting married. Squints had a one. He played the long game. He got it done. Ham is pretty good, too. The great Hambino is uh, is tough to beat. But, like, I, I got a little NHL action on my plate tonight, Slee. So going to go see the Ducks and the Flames at uh, Honda Center tonight. First NHL game of the season for me, so I'm looking forward to that. Got a little and I'm good. Action. They're they're okay. So very quickly, yes, yep. they are. They they're in the middle of a rebuild. They were not supposed to be very good, but they are. They're they're playing some really really good hockey. So and so is Calgary. So not to get too deep into the woods, but I uh, I'm very fired up about that to get a chance to go know, see my my Ducks play tonight. I know the Ducks are good because I keep getting notifications from McDonald's saying the Ducks won tonight, and so you get free food. <laughs> so let's go Ducks. That's all my that's all I want. So I have a theory, and and Al, I think I've I think I've said this to you, Emily. I think I've said this to you too. If you were so inclined, I'm pretty sure you could eat for free every day based on sports teams' victories in this city because we have so many of them. There are so many different promotions with all of these. If, if they, you know, the Dodgers had that thing. I think if they struck out ten batters, you got a free jumbo jack. And the yeah. Ducks have one. Well, the Kings right have now, one, don't depend Lakers on the Rams. One. You're not winning any of the Rams right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to have a promotion with two jumbo j- or two touchdowns would get you a free jumbo jack. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that we've given away a, a ton of jumbo jacks in the last few years. But what are you going to do? You have a Laker game tonight. Um, it's kind of an interesting game. LeBron is back. Apparently, the test in Sacramento was messed up, so he he's back and he can uh, he can play he tonight against two, the Clippers. Got his uh, did the negative test. He has to have consecutive tests over the course of twenty four hours. He's able to do it. So yeah, how random is that? We were just counting yesterday how many games he's going to be out, and then now he's back in the lineup. One. <laughs> he missed one, yeah. and they won it, so that's good news. So he gets to hop right back in it. A little bit of a. Roster, not a roster thing, a lineup thing. They, they've been starting DeAndre Jordan for most of the season, but tonight we're going to see Dwight in the starting lineup. And I said to you this morning when we were chatting that I wonder if this isn't the beginning of kind of a change in tone for the Lakers. And basically what I mean is, look, we're not just going to do this anymore to see what it looks like. I kind of know what some of this stuff looks like if you're Frank Vogel. We are now in a production mode. You either need to play well and be productive and help us win games, or we're going to go in another direction. You're going to come out of the rotation or possibly worse. DJ going to the bench feels like the first part of this. Uh, listen, Trev, they're you know 12 and 11. It's not like you know they're sitting in a position where they're not hey, let's three. Keep- <laughs> right, you know, it's it's you're 12 and 11, and let's. I don't know if that second half where Dwight Howard was fantastic for the Lakers, and he was kind of the staple on the defensive side, and you beat Sacramento 67 to 33 or whatever that score was in the second half on Tuesday night. I don't know if that tips the edge, but I will tell you this: that it's got to be results based. It has to be results driven. If DeAndre is not getting you the production that you need. And, and you, you've already kind of walked into the season questioning whether you wanted to go big at a center or you want to go Anthony Davis at center. That's always been the conversation. And, you know, we got a chance yesterday. Coach was talking. He pretty much said, look, uh, yeah, Dwight has earned what he's done. And you know what? We're going to actually start him against the Los Angeles Clippers. Maybe this has more to do is they actually have a, a you know, a, a true center. Zubats for, uh, for the Clippers is a mm-hmm. natural center. So maybe that right. has a little bit to do with it. But nonetheless – 
if if you run into a portion this season where Talon Horn Tucker isn't playing good basketball, but Malik Monk is, well, then THT should be sitting. You know, mm-hmm. and, and if if Wayne Ellington isn't playing well, but Avery Bradley's doing fantastic, then Avery Bradley should be playing. And I I I know we have kind of gone back and say seasons early, seasons early, seasons early, but you're also looking at tonight at the same time the Lakers are playing the Clippers, the Suns and the Warriors will play for the second time this week. Phoenix has won 18 games in a row. <laughs> there are other teams in the Western Conference a quarter of the season through who are not only distance themselves, but you almost feel like, well, there's no even point of trying to go get the number one or number two seed. So a- as much time as the Lakers do have to figure things out, I-, I-, I couldn't agree more with the results driven. If you're making something happen, you get to play, and if you don't, you don't. And by the way, can I just say this as well? You know, you've last couple of weeks, if there's one name – that you've heard some rumblings around is, hey, you know what is uh, is Coach Vogel? Is he safe? Is sure. is his seat safe? I think Coach is also probably you know looking at this for from his own perspective. I, I think he's always going to look at it from a team perspective, but his own perspective. Well, I'm not trying to hurt feelings. I'm not. I don't care. Like we, I got to show results here too. There, well, there comes a look. Frank Vogel's been around the NBA for a long time. He knows how this works. He, he's he's not naive. He's he's an accomplished coach. He's a championship winning coach, and I think he's a pretty good coach. But he understands how this works, that when you have expectations and those expectations are not met, and especially if they're not met by a a wide margin, which the Lakers are in right now, it's not that the Lakers are a little bit less than we thought. They're nowhere near what we thought they were going to be, which is a problem. He knows they're not going to get rid of 12 guys. And I can get rid of 12 players when the heat gets – and I'm not even saying that he's in trouble. I think that that's a little overblown. But I agree with you it, on that. It, if it continues to get worse, if, if instead of being 23 games into the season, we're 33 games into the season, 43 games into the season, and you're still hovering around 500, mm-hmm. he understands how that works. He's the one that takes the, the bullet. It's not the players necessarily. That, that That's the first thing that gets changed. Now – I do like what he's doing. That he's basically saying we're done experimenting, or at least we're done experimenting in certain parts. That mm-hmm. we need to see results. The players get this too. Once you start, we saw it with uh, Tom Thibodeau in New York with Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker got taken out of the rotation. That's right. right? That that there, and it's not just that we're better with these guys than those guys. It's a message being sent that we need to play better. We need to start getting on a level that we're supposed to be at. And we're going to start right here. Doesn't mean we're going to end right here. And and I like what he's saying because the talk from Anthony Davis and even quite frankly the talk from LeBron James and Roe, we just got to figure it out. We got to do better. Enough of it. Show me. Do it. Go out there and play better basketball and we'll stop talking about this stuff. And I think that's kind of where Frank Vogel is too that I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore. I don't we need to start winning some games and if that means I need to start taking guys out of the rotation, I'm going to do it. Well, I, and, and let me add to this as well. I'll never forget this, and this is not a surprise or a shock, but you know, a month ago, Mark Spears, who covers the NBA, um, he said something to me. He came on Lakers Talk, and, he's, and he was trying to just emphasize that when something happens with the Indiana Pacers or the Milwaukee Bucks or the – by the way, you could even throw in the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls, even other big markets, even other big markets and big teams – Man, it is is it quiet compared to the Lakers. So I think the Vogel thing that, you know, we're referring to here, I agree with you that it's to to have a conversation of and or to hear rumblings of, hey, is Coach Vogel is he safe? Uh will he make it through the season? Uh should the Lakers make a change of coaching? I'm with you that that is 
incredibly blown out of proportion. But with that being said, it's still the Lakers. Yeah. Um, these rumblings are always going to be there. That if things aren't going good, if, when things are going great, it's about, man, LeBron's playing well. Anthony Davis looks fantastic. How about these role players? When things aren't going good, it's – does Coach Logan sucks. know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. right. Is are the rotations the right way? Where's the defense that we we're all expecting? And I and I get it. And that's kind of that comes with the territory. And you know what? They get compensated in order for that to happen. But what you said about being blown out of proportion, it, it's Luke Walton got fired for losing seven of eight games with the Sacramento Kings, and nobody really has any idea what's going on in Sacramento. And it's Alvin Gentry as interim. Imagine. You know, remember when Luke was the head coach of the Lakers? How every single night it was a question about Luke. Can he do this? Can he not do it? Wait a minute. When when he was up in Golden State, was that just because of the squad that they had? Those conversations, yes. that's what happens. <laughs> but, Trav, that's what happens when you're running the Los Angeles Lakers. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Speaking of, when you're on the Lakers, the pressure that comes along with it, very different than the pressure that comes along with being a star on the L.A. Clippers. PG or AD, that's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm sure they'll move me again. It's been six months. We're, we're probably getting ready to, to do it again. I'm, I'm due. Maybe overnights. <laughs> you, never, you never know what's coming I was going to say, where are you going to go? What, what, have, what have you not worked so far? It, have you literally, done? the only shift I have not had in my radio career. The, literally, the only single one is the overnight one. So it's coming at some point. I, I, it's, it's just a matter. I've done mornings. I've yeah. done, like, super early mornings with Kelvin a million That's years right. ago. I've done the, the one we're doing now. I've done middle of the day. I've done afternoon drive. I've done pre and post on a handful of different properties. There, there are not too many places that I have not gone and failed. <laughs> uh, you're something else. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just saying that. Let me use as tonight as a perfect example. So tonight, get a chance to do pre – Laker game will, uh, you know, obviously Lakers and the Clippers. When I'm done with post, I'm just throwing this out there. I think you'd be fantastic midnight to three. I, I, midnight look, to three. Look, I not... throw it right off to you. Hey, really appreciate you guys listening to the Lakers broadcast. <laughs> this has been the Pizza Hut Lakers post game show. Travis Rogers coming up next, and then that... boom, your open hits. <laughs> let me let me just say this to everybody that's listening <laughs> that may be in a position to offer me a job at one point. I'm not throwing cold water on that. I'm sure that that's coming at some point. You want me to work midnight to three? I'll do it. I'm your man. I I just I just want to work. I just want to have a, an opportunity to continue not to have a real job. That's basically my only goal in life is to it's continue to do this. a good way to, to put it. This. Not yeah. a real job. That's yeah, a no, that's a great way to put people it. People work hard. I, I you know I, I don't need right. to do that. This is this is much more fun along the way. Let's try our first call of the day on the Dr Pepper call in line. Let's go to Inglewood and Big Rob. Big Rob, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? All right. Good, man. Thanks for calling in. First of all, I wouldn't have even hired Frank Vogel. I think Mark Jackson should have had the Lakers coaching position. But the next thing is, if Frank keeps losing, what everybody thought in the first place is going to take place, Jason Kidd will eventually become 
the Lakers head coach. That was the fear when they bought Jason Kidd in as the assistant uh, assistant coach in the first place is is that somehow that him and Frank Vogel would bump heads. But if he keeps losing, Jason Kidd will have that job. Well, Big that? Rob, uh, appreciate you calling in. Jason Kidd is now with the Mavs, so uh, that that ain't happening. That 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 piece of the pie is obviously not happening. You have you mentioned Mark Jackson. You know when the last time Mark Jackson coached in the NBA? I bet it's got to be closing in on 15 years. No, no, no. Because Mark Jackson, when he was with the Warriors before right. Kirk came in, right? right. So 2013-2014. Okay. okay, seven years. So, so the, But the reason why I'm throwing that out there is how weird is that, that he has never got another coaching opportunity? Well, I don't know. I, I, here's what I, I don't know. Just, I just, just think, that, think about that, you, a guy that had success for three years I, with the, the Warriors and go. then nothing. Mm-hmm. There, there are that, – that's not the only example of that. I don't know mm-hmm. the details, but there are some guys that have a great deal of success that, that when it ends and they get fired, and look, that, there's no shame in that. This is professional sports. You guys get fired all the time. It happens to just about everybody. But look at Brian Billick, who coached the, the Baltimore Ravens to a Super Bowl. He never worked again. You know, he's been on TV and all, like it. Sometimes there are just, I don't know if it's a personality conflict with owners. I don't know if there's something out in the universe that it makes them on. Unhi- I seriously don't know. It's, but to your point, it's weird because his name comes up all the time. Maybe he just doesn't does want to do it. Time. You yeah. know, it, it could be as simple as, eh, that doesn't interest me. I, I, I don't know. But look, this, I, I don't worry too much about the coaching. You know what I mean? It, it's important. By but the way, it, they won a championship with Coach Vogel. Like, the, about the five whole minutes thing ago. Is, yeah, and the whole thing yeah. of well, I didn't want him here in the first place. I I almost no. feel like there is no, there's no real appreciation towards what he's already accomplished. And I, maybe the name he was thinking of when he said Jason Kidd, and I know that was the case earlier, but now he's he's coaching the Mavs. Yeah. Maybe he meant David Fisdale. That's the only thing I could think of because Fisdale technically in yeah. the rotation well, there. Well, yeah, and look. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to any of these guys, but there are only a handful of guys that make a massive difference when they come in, right? The, otherwise, there's a reason that Alvin Gentry's been the head coach of 22 different NBA teams. There's a reason that these guys go around the carousel. Frank Vogel is, what, is this his third stop? He's in Indiana, Orlando, and now he's in L.A. Guys move around. This is the job in the NBA. You go from one spot to the next, and it's about the players. I'm not saying that the coach is unimportant. They are. They're to create culture and discipline and all these things, but – the Lakers will win or lose if LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook play well or not. Mm-hmm. Not because Frank Vogel decides to take Dwight Howard in or out of the lineup. or that It's going to go as your star players go. It's going to go as your most important reserve players go. There's only so much you can do. You can't give the Oklahoma City roster to Phil Jackson, and all of a sudden the triangle has them winning championships. It doesn't work like that. You need good players. Lakers have good players. Do you see the Thunder score yesterday? <laughs> Which part? The part where they lost by 73 or the part where they were behind by 78? Did you hear what I said? They were behind by 78 points at one point in that game. They scored 79. <laughs> yeah, they were behind by 78. They lost by 73. Has that happened? Has that happened? Okay, I, I don't know. Happened? I don't know. Can I just and This throw is in? going away from what we want to go into, but you just yeah. mentioned Oklahoma City. I'm like, I, I, they lost by... 73 points to, to Memphis, who didn't have Ja Morant. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like Ja Morant. Player. Right? It, this wasn't Ja Morant had the night of his life and dropped 65, and everyone else played really well. This was Ja Morant didn't play, and they lost by 73. Here, here's the worst what? part about this. 
The yeah. very worst part about this, Oklahoma City was down by 78 points in an NBA game last night. They lost by an NBA record 73 points, a record that had stood for 30-some-odd years. Yep. They broke it last night. The Lakers Which lost you to feel that proud team about. twice. Don't the Lakers lost Don't right to now. the team that lost by 73 points yeah. twice. Not once. To throw not that once. In there. Twice. No, no, it's important. That because clip this, this is why of, oh, they'll I know, figure I know, it out. Oh, okay. I know this is live right now, but clip this off the podcast at least. <laughs> Don't let this portion make the podcast. Twice. Twice. To a team that just lost to seventy three to Memphis. This wasn't the ninety what, ninety six Bulls. I forget what the best version <laughs> of the Bulls was. But this wasn't the eighty four Lakers or eighty five Lakers, whatever it is that this is the Memphis Grizzlies without their best player. Seventy three points. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was, I was looking. I see a, tw- a tweet from Woj yesterday. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Woj, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean they lost by? And then it's like all of a sudden, you and I, and I'm sure probably other people, now we're all interested in the box score. I'm like, oh, what Dort have? How much did he have for <laughs> Oklahoma City? I, you know, all of a sudden you're opening it up. I, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable well, every, without John Morant. Yep. Every guy that played for Memphis last night scored. Okay, li- literally everybody that and they, and they emptied their bench. Everybody played, and everybody I could have had scored. six points last night. Easily six, could have had six points. Six guys off their bench scored double figures. Mm-hmm. The high scorer in the game only had twenty-seven. So it it wasn't like somebody went off and just you know dropped a million points. It's just that everybody was pretty good, and everybody on Oklahoma City was pretty bad to the tune of a seventy-three point gap. It's amazing. Oof. All right, so we we threw out this question. We, we're making comparisons between the two franchises, Lakers and the Clippers. I like and how I think, you just muscled through the fact that the Lakers lost to those guys twice. That was impressive. <laughs> like, you just pretended it didn't happen. That's that's really good. Rams playing this Sunday. <laughs> Make sure to tune in. Rams-Jacks. <laughs> yeah, that, that may go into the same What's category. Pre-game? <laughs> uh, 11 o'clock. Me and Kirk Morrison. No, I, I, nobody, you can't have a conversation this season about the Lakers, even before yesterday's 73-point loss, not mentioning that the Lakers lost to the Thunder twice. So that yeah. that's obviously, that's happened a couple of times. But you, you, you tease something about the two franchises, the Lakers and the Clippers. So they'll tip off tonight at 7. Pre-game show will start at 5.30. You mentioned something about just the, the pressure that comes with both franchises. One actually has pressure, the other one doesn't have pressure. And there was a point where... You know, obviously, Anthony Davis um, was making a case of, "Hey, I'm only going if I get traded from the Pelicans, I'm only going to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't care where you, you want to trade me to Boston. I'm not going to sign my extension. You want to trade me somewhere else? I'm not going to sign my extension." Paul George was in a similar position a couple different times, where he could have just just flat out signed with the Lakers in free agency. Um, and uh, or he could kind of figure out a way to get traded, and and he did it, and it eventually ended up with the Los Angeles Clippers. I think it's interesting because as we look at both of these two, both of these franchises, and I know the station put out a you know a tweet. If you're going to start a franchise tomorrow, and you had to you know pick Paul George or Anthony Davis to be kind of your foundational piece, of course you got to add more elements to it. Use the Lakers and the Clippers. Paul George, he's played gets to play with Kawhi Leonard, a two-time Finals MVP. Um, the Lakers, AD's obviously playing with one of the greatest to ever do it in LeBron James. But I think their paths are so much different. And I think, you know, now that we sit here today, whether you love the way Anthony Davis plays every single night or you don't, um, he did choose the Lakers. 
and he did did choose the pressure, and he did choose the you know what I'm okay if people are going to come out he come at me every single night. And here's the reality: they do come at him every single night. You and I spent a lot of time talking about Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. PG went in a completely different direction. And to be honest with you, I, I don't think we talk about PG all that much. And sometimes I don't think he gets the benefit of the doubt or he'll have performances in the playoffs where everybody makes fun of him, which is probably not fair, but that just goes with your performance. It's interesting to kind of see how both of those guys, I think they're similar playing level, right? It just depends on what, what you value is more important, a big four or a, a three, a, a shooting or a, a small forward. But their paths have gone in such complete different directions. I think they're remarkably similar players with one glaring difference. Tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I, I got Sports Center on here in front of me, Al, and uh, they're showing some highlights of the Saints and the Cowboys last night. Yep. Uh, is anybody yeah. in the NFL good? No. I, I think the answer is no. No. <laughs> the Cowboys for a minute, like, hey, you know, the Cowboys might be pretty good. They they let a guy that threw three interceptions and doesn't know how to play quarterback stick around for three and a half quarters. How good can they be? I got Broncos winning it all. <laughs> Why not? Right? That might that might not be a bad pick. You could throw in probably fifteen or sixteen teams, and it's not totally crazy. By the way, is that exciting to you, or do you do, do yeah. you prefer that there was you I, know a couple couple? Okay, you got to watch out. Those are the two that are going to represent the two it's favorites. A, it's exciting to me for one very simple reason uh-huh. that the, it gives the Rams a good chance of making some noise. That if if, if the Rams were playing like they're playing right now. But the Cowboys look great, and the Bucks look great, and and you know, the Arizona Green Cardinals Bay looks pretty look, good. They they do. They look pretty good. But do they look yep. like one of those teams? Like, yeah, we can't hang with those guys. Like, if they played again next weekend, I, I mean, the cow. The, I should say the Packers would obviously be favored, but I don't think it's impossible that the Rams find a way through that game. I think the other half of the draw is exactly the same. Buffalo's good. Kansas City's pretty good, but they've also lost some just some absolutely un, inexplicable games. It's kind of wide open. Yeah, it's wide open, and you know I think that's what – it's one of the compliments you give to the NFL. I think for the most part in the NBA, you know who's going to be good, right? Like you, you know that, yeah. okay, it's so star-driven. There's only five guys on the floor at once. If you have two of the best ten players in the NBA, you're probably going to you know compete for a championship. That's what makes the NFL – you know, it's, it's the uh, – it's not really knowing who's going to win on a week-to-week basis. A, a perfect example is – Cincinnati has a really good chance of making the playoffs, and they could beat somebody, right? Yeah. And, and and I don't think anybody really thought that was going to happen. The the equivalent of that in the NBA would be, 
I, I don't Oklahoma City all of a sudden being like in the middle of the pack and having a really good chance of beating somebody in the playoffs. It's like, well, that's just not going to happen, and it doesn't happen in the NBA. You know, take or the Orlando Magic don't just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden find themselves as the fourth seed in the in the Eastern Conference. It does happen in football. It does happen in baseball. It just kind of it's one of those things that the NBA the NBA has got a lot of things that go right, but that that's not one of them. Let's go back uh, very quickly to Paul George and Anthony yep. Davis, and we're talking about kind of. Which guy would you prefer and which guy is, is better suited for, you know, to kind of maybe build a team around moving forward? The Clippers are in a slightly different category because Kawhi is coming back and Kawhi is still at that point in his career. We expect him to be a very, very good player for, for a while. But I think they're really similar guys, Paul George and Anthony Davis. And not that their games are similar. Obviously, their games are, are noticeably different. But they're both very talented. Mm-hmm. They're both very, very good. They both, when they're going – are the best player in the gym on any given night. They, they can yep. both do that for periods of time. I think the major difference and the reason I would take Anthony Davis instead of Paul George, and it's not just that he's a bigger person, he was willing to take the heat that comes along with putting on that uniform. Hmm. When, when, when you come to the Lakers, you, you, you and I had this conversation on the air a few weeks ago about when you were having the conversation with Mark Spears. When you wear a Laker uniform, the attention that comes along with that is unlike almost anything else. Every single night. Every night. It's like yep. being a like being a cowboy. It's like being a New York Yankee. It's sure. like being a, the quarterback at Notre Dame. When you take that gig, you are also signing up for everything else that comes along with it. There's a bunch of good stuff, but to your point, if you have a game in November against Memphis that goes badly, they're going to dissect it like it's the end of the universe. If you're on the Clippers or the Suns or the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Oakland, that doesn't happen. You know, it's a game. You keep it moving. The Lakers, it's a totally different thing. And, and I think everybody in the NBA understands that. And that Anthony Davis was willing to come take that scrutiny, I think, speaks highly of him. That Paul George, on multiple occasions, decided not to do that, I think tells you the opposite. That he doesn't want that. He just doesn't what, what want if, that. What if Paul George was – let's use as an example – Kawhi Leonard had a chance to come to the Lakers, mm-hmm. right? Kawhi had a chance, and that would have been – that's when they kind of started um, the, the back-channel negotiations of, okay, well, Kawhi's saying, well, if you want me to come to the Clippers, if I'm choosing between the Lakers and the Clippers, I'm not coming to the Clippers by myself. Go get me Paul George. Go figure it out. Whatever amount of picks you got to go do, go figure that out. I, I think there's probably a combination of the two here. I don't know if Paul George was scared to play for the Lakers – or if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard also thought, hey, we could do something a little bit unique here. They've never won with the Clippers. We can be on a franchise in L.A. and kind of go head-to-head against that powerhouse franchise. It's never happened before. Oh, by the way, we got an owner here in Steve Ballmer that whatever we need, he will accommodate the front office, the position players, the role players. I think that's interesting, too. That Listen, I've said this before, and I, I cheer. The Clippers have lost three games in a row, and, you know, listen, maybe I'm a little happier. I got a little, I got a little extra in my step here when the Clippers lose. Maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm a child when it comes to that. But I've also given Clippers a lot of credit for it's unique what they're trying to do, what they're trying to build. Now, has it been successful up to this point? Trav, that's up to you to determine. They lost to the Denver Nuggets when they should have played the Lakers in Orlando. But then last season when Kawhi got hurt, they get all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They've never got that far before. Some people might laugh and say, well, that's pathetic. That's the furthest you've got. But that's the reality of the Clippers. So with that being said, I think the maybe you're right. Maybe there's part of this that PG says, I don't want that smoke. And then there's also probably the other part of it is, 
Kawhi and Paul George thinking they could create something on their own? I, I think it's a impossible ask to try to figure out what's going on in Kawhi's head. I, I don't think the Clippers know. I, I, I really don't. I, I, whether it's about his rehab or whatever else, to try to say what Kawhi was thinking, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what was going on in San Antonio. I don't know what was going on in Toronto. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think anybody, unless you are in that circle, and that's a pretty tight circle around Kawhi, I don't think you know. It sounds like he wanted to come back home, right? He I, wanted to be in SoCal. May, maybe, mm-hmm. but in, to your point about the whole Laker-Clipper thing, it's it's an unusual choice. I won't go as far as to say with Paul George that he was scared of playing. I don't think it's fear. I think it's preference. Do you want to have a microscope jammed in your face every damn night, or do you want to play basketball at home and have a, be on a good team and make a lot of money? And play for an owner that's dynamic. Those are the choices. The Lakers is it's it's unique. Maybe if you play for the Knicks, it might be like that. But the Knicks are bad, and I think people expect the Knicks to be bad. Yeah, the Knicks. It's, I don't. I don't even it's think it's even worth the conversation with the Lakers because, I, I like you right. just said, the expectations are so bad. Yeah, but the Lakers are so unique, and there's it, there's so many eyeballs and so many opinions and so many people that are just yep. peeling that onion every day. I understand not wanting to do that. But that AD was willing to do that, I think I think that's positive for him. I think that, that he said, yeah, I'm okay with that. I think Anthony Davis very much wants to be the guy. I just don't think he knows how to do it. I think Paul George knows that he doesn't really want it. That, that, and, and not in a fearful way, just – I don't need that on my plate every day. I'm going to get my money. I'm on a I'm on a team that's got a chance to win. I've got a great teammate, a great owner. A new building's coming. It's a pretty good setup. It, it just just on a sheet of paper, it's a pretty good setup. Knowing that that Laker thing comes with it, it's a totally different thing. And I, I give Anthony Davis credit for choosing it. You know, it's funny. The member back in Paul George in the Indiana days, he's the best player on that team. He's fantastic. He's going up against LeBron James. It's them in the Heat going seven games in Miami. Yep. Um, but you know the expectations are different, and that's as simple as if if you beat if you're the Indiana Pacers, you beat Miami. It's the biggest story in in the world of sports. If you don't, it's just turn the page because it's not supposed to happen. It is our last ask slee of the week. It's very very disappointing that it's you our made very that last sound ask like of the week. You, you made it sound like it was over. And I'm like, all right, it's not over. I, I didn't but know. But look, I got to go two. That. I got to go two full days without an ask. It, Friday is the only day where I know I have two ask sleeveless days ahead of me. But I'm off Monday. I don't get on radio <laughs> well, until 11 a.m. on Monday. We'll, we'll find you. We'll call you. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do it anyway. Ashley coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so how weird is this? I had a dream last night. Okay. That you and I were at Disneyland together, okay? Go, f- I don't know why, but that okay. you and I were at Disney, and we were waiting in line for Space Mountain, and some kid was getting off the ride in an Ask Slee shirt, and I had to chase him through the park to ask him where he got it. That's pretty normal, right? That's a normal dream for somebody to have. Wow. Now, nothing of what <laughs> you just said is odd to me. Nothing. 
Nothing was off. That, what does that and have to do with And then when you tried to come back in line, I was like, bro, you got to go in line. <laughs> and no, and you were you were horrified Space that Space that I was amazing. chasing this kid. That you're like, Trav, just let him go. It's not that. No, I'm like, no, no, no. He's got an Ask Slee T-shirt. I need to know where he got that thing. And then we got escorted in the back because you were famous. That was the dream. Because That's very there was random. a T-shirt. Very, That's very random. Very random. Don't forget, you can do an Ask Slee on the phone as well. 877-710-ESPN. Like my man Manuel has done. Manuel, you are on Ask Slee. What's going on? Yeah, hey, uh, Slee. So for rookie, does he prefer like a regular, like chew toy, like um, a rope style, or do you just go straight tennis ball? <laughs> and then also, real quick, plumbing wise, I'm cutting into some two inch cast iron. What should I use? A uh, grinder, or are you you going to hand me a sawzall? <laughs> Just, oh, uh, I don't know if everybody way, knows first, this, Al. Yeah, Manuel is a plumber, so he's asking you for a little professional advice. Yeah, no, and listen, both are, are great questions. We'll save Rookie for a quick second here. Um, I'd use a saw. I just think you got more control. I think there's the opportunity to get a cleaner cut. I think you could control the situation a little bit better, so let's let's put that one on the front of the gate. Let's, let's use a saw on that one. Right. As for Rookie, Rookie's got – basically he's got three options when it comes to chewing, Okay. One option is kind of the harder toys, where it's a little bit more difficult or a bone or something along those lines. Another option is the rope, like Manuel mentioned, right? The rope, he loves it. You pull in one way, he's pulling the other. He's growling like he's a big, bad dog, but he's not at all scared of everything. Just turn the leaf blower on him. Yeah, no, you don't even have to do that. Turn the microwave on, and this dude's running all over the house, okay? Uh, bring the toaster out, and he thinks, that's it. Life is over. It was a great run. Nine months were fantastic. That's what he thinks. His third option is, why don't I just grab at your wrist or your jacket and just tear apart everything else? That's his number one option, so that's what he typically goes with. Perfect. All right, let's go back to uh, Twitter here for a sec. Hashtag Definitely the saw. Sleep. It's not even a question. Use the saw. <laughs> John writes, when grilling cheeseburgers and grabbing the cheese slices, do you always grab an extra slice that you can consume by itself as a snack? I don't know if that's for me or if that's for you, because I know what I would do in that situation. I have a okay. pretty good idea what you would do in that situation. You would probably have three additional slices of cheese that has nothing to do with the burger that you're cooking. <laughs> nothing to do with the burger at all. I uh, would would patiently wait. I would take the cheese out. I'd let it sit on the bun for a quick second while the burger is doing its work. And then when it's properly time, I put the cheese on the burger. I'm not taking two, three extra slices of cheese in the process. Okay. The reason I really like that, Ashley <laughs> This exact scenario took place at my house last night. I, I of course I, it did. I grilled burgers for your the, dream. The, the family for dinner last night, right? And I got the burgers on the grill, and it's time to throw the cheese on there. And I intentionally took an extra slice of cheese. Like I, I'm grilling six burgers. I took seven slices of cheese out there just so I could eat the. And the only disappointing was is sometimes you know one person wants cheddar, another person wants Swiss, another yeah. person wants pepper jack or whatever it is. So then I get three extra slices of cheese because I'm going to bring an extra one from each variety. But last night it was everybody just wanted You're cheddar. Savage. So that's You're savage. The, that's the way that it went. Back to the phones, Glendale and Francis. Hashtag Ask Slee. What's up, Francis? Hey, party people. Hey. Um, I have a couple of holiday-related Ashley's. First one is, does Slee wrap presents or just put them in a gift bag? Mm -hmm. And my second one is, does Mike Budenholzer look like he went Christmas shopping and forgot where he parked his car? (laughs) 
All right, Al, go Francis, ahead. Francis is pretty clutch. He's very preoccupied with Mike Budenholzer. I like that a lot. He's I, pretty I clutch. I knew it was coming, and it was still great. 100% he lost his car. 100% <laughs> he's looking around. He's like, I park an H? I park an F? <laughs> he has no idea where he parked, okay? So that's that one right out the gate. Um, I've wrapped presents before. It's not good, man. It's pathetic. It looks bad. Uh, there's tape all over the place. I used 70% of the roll. Now i got to go get another roll. It's not One going. roll per gift. Yeah, one roll per gift. Can I tell you something that's pretty clutch? I don't know if they do this at all malls. I know that in El Cajon specifically, down when I'm in San Diego, there's a gross mall, mall and they got these high school kids that are just volunteering to wrap presents. And okay. then you could put donations in a donation right. box. It's going to go to the school and everything Great else. Great idea. Well, it's the greatest donation I ever make. And I'm walking in there. I'm bringing everything. Like, I don't know what you guys want me to tell you. I appreciate what you guys are doing. That's clutch that you're in high school. And they're taking their time. Now, there's some dudes in there, too, that are in there. I'm like, why are you guys here? You guys shouldn't be. You, you're doing the same thing I'd be doing. But you just kind of take your chances. I, I cannot wrap a present if my life depended on it. All right. Let's go back to Twitter here. This is from uh, Jason Levine. Uh, hashtag Ask Slee. <laughs> Is it possible for an optimist to be pleasantly surprised? <laughs> I, yes. That totally tied my brain in a knot when I read that this morning. Can, yes. You can? Yeah. But if you're you already can. expecting the best, if you're already expecting things to work out, how are you pleasantly surprised? Let me give you an example. Okay. You can be optimistic. The Lakers. The Lakers, we were, we were, um, we were very optimistic. I was very optimistic coming into the season. I'm pleasantly surprised where they're sitting today. Not happy about it. Not happy about where they're sitting. I think I'm actually, I think I'm kind of confusing my own point here. Yeah, yeah. Lakers example. Yeah, no, the Laker example is not a good example. (laughs) Do you see my face when you said that? I'm like, wait, what? You look like Bullenhoser. (laughs) After I forgot where I left my keys. Let's try another one on the phone. I like this. By the way, I do like the little on the Twitter, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Eagle Rock and Victor. Hashtag asks Lee. Victor, what do you got? Oh, gentlemen, Ellen. When you change the toilet paper in the bathroom, do you hang the roll over or under? Great question. Do you There's hang- a right answer here, by the way. Um, if I understand what he's referring to, does the it's does under. the paper does it's the under. paper go over the top or out the bottom? That's what he's asking. Well, if if I would think it goes under, so it's coming under. Is that is that is that the reference here? Is that yes. the meaning well, of it? But yes. it depends on under. how you you hang. If you hang it one way, it comes off the top. If you hang it the other way, it comes off the bottom. And I have a distinct preference. It should be coming under. No, that's wrong. The correct the correct answer is no, over the top. It should be coming under. Put it up. Put up the pole. Over or under when you're replacing the uh, toilet paper roll at your good. Okay, what's your theory? Why? Why do you? I don't. Why know, I, there, there's no rhyme or reason. I just prefer because it, 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 here. Here's why it is. When it comes off the top, it hangs a little bit, so it's easy to find. If it's on the bottom, sometimes you got to spin the roll a bunch of times to find out where it starts because it clings. <laughs> so I'm constantly spinning. Like, where does this thing start? As opposed to hanging over the top, if you spin it, it starts to unspool, and you're ready to go. The last thing I want is a visual of you, well, you trying asked. to figure all that out, but it's pretty funny. I could see you just like, gosh, dang it. Why isn't this working? That's, it's that's important. Good. It's that's important. good right there. All right. Well, let's see here. This is from Darb. 
Uh, when Slee travels to Hawaii. How many are we doing? It's like 38 of them. <laughs> well, there's we've had 19 calls today. and we've had 14 tweets. <laughs> when Slee travels to Hawaii, does he say aloha and mahalo every chance he gets? <laughs> no, I don't think I well, – maybe I do. Because I, I will tell you, when I went to when I went to Japan, arigato, that's the sure. – you know, Sayonara? I, I started using that as if, oh, guys, I'm born and raised here. Like I was, I was throwing that thing around, and they, you know, even if even if they hear you say arigato, then they're, now they're curious. Okay, is he, does he have anything else after that? And I was like, no, I got nothing. I'll just do some sushi, uh, maybe some sake, and let's call it a day. I I could see myself kind of going into an environment and all of a sudden using a couple of their, you know, a couple of their sayings. Now, am I gonna am I gonna do what Brian Kelly did? Probably not gonna do that. Speaking of, we're gonna come back. We're gonna do a little Brian Kelly breakdown of his new uh, Louisiana accent. And uh, Bergman has weighed in very quickly. It's absolutely over the top, and there's no debate here. Yeah, see, Greg, Greg knows things. Greg Greg absolutely understands. Was his contribution to the show yesterday? Yeah, let's not talk about the I word. I, it still bothers me. I still. I wish he hadn't said that. I thought about that after. I'm like, oh, that was good. That was somebody awesome, somebody tweeted in. Uh, it was Ramsey Mora, and he goes, um, I had this station on at work, and the customers all looked at me like, what are you listening to when he popped that in there? So, yeah, do better, Greg. Ask Lee is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted <laughs> voted best resort. Of course they are. It's the right way. Voted best resort in Funner, California. From dining to unwinding, a trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. All right. Speaking of bad accents, at least Lincoln Riley just talk like a regular person. That's mm-hmm. next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.